How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to succeed, and yet you keep coming up short? You probably noticed that high achievers with heart do things differently, but you just can't put your finger on it. You're curious about why high achievers accomplish more and have more satisfying relationships. It's because success is the result of your mindset and the consistent actions you take. This show is designed with your success in mind. By revealing these powerful patterns of our dynamic individuals and guest experts, you can model what they do and apply to your future success now. Let's roll up our sleeves and get started. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And welcome everyone to the Success Pattern Show. Here is the golden nugget. We're going to have many golden nuggets. Make sure that you have something to write with and something to write on because you want to capture them. Success patterns are more valuable than ideas. Hmm. Let me explain. Ideas, while very powerful, require trial and error and a lot of time to put into action. Just think about manufacturing. First, you have an idea, then a proof of concept then a working prototype, then small production badges, and finally full scale production. This can take months, maybe even years. And you might've met some people that are great collectors of ideas, but do little else. Forget everything that you heard or learned about ideas. You're not looking for ideas. You are looking for success patterns. Success patterns are different. Success patterns are better. Uh, are better. Why? Well, success patterns are proven, have a logical sequence of steps to follow, are an action, have an action imperative, and deliver consistent results. In today's success pattern show, we deliver content-rich information and success patterns. You're going to learn these valuable success patterns from a, I'm going to say, recovering people pleaser. Her name is Pearl Chiarenza, and she's an award-winning mental fitness life coach, a published author, and a speaker. She is, I would call, a people-pleaser adjuster and empowering women to put their capes on first with their superpower of a positive mindset overcoming any challenge that life brings us. She's been married to Chuck for over 35 years, is a mom of two boys, Matt who's forever 25, and we'll talk about that in a second. And Nate, he's 22, and we're going to have her on this show, and I welcome her with a huge round of applause. Hello, Pearl. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to share with you guys today. So, Pearl, um, you have a day named after you in New York. How in the world do you get a day named after you? Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, it was the craziest thing. I, like I'd gotten a phone call. So my son passed July of last year. And about four weeks before that, I got a phone call from um, a friend of mine. And it's like, hey, Manisha was like, I want you to come to New York. We're going to be doing this thing in New York. I'm like, okay, okay, sounds good. Give me the details. She'd caught me in the middle of doing something. And then my in the middle of you know, everything for my son's funeral and everything. She called to me and reminded me again. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, there's so much going on, as you can imagine. And about three weeks, about two, three weeks after we laid my son to rest, I said to my business coach, Mike, Julie, I committed to something and I don't even know what the heck I committed to because there was so much happening. And she's like, well, Pearl, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. So when I called Manisha, I'm like, I just don't know that I can do this. She's like, you don't understand. You can't say no. We're naming a day after you here in Syracuse, New York. And for me, it was just, 
it was a divine intervention for my grandfather that had passed years ago. I was a not only a daddy's girl, but I was a grandpa's girl. And my grandfather went was from Syracuse, New York, and he went to Syracuse College up there. So I feel like it was sort of this thing that in the middle of all the stuff that was happening, the biggest tragedy of our life, that he was sending down a blessing to say, hey, I'm here for you. So I went. It was so amazing. And yeah, I had a name. Uh, Syracuse was named after me for a day. It was so, so powerful. What's the what's the date? Oh my gosh, you're going to ask me that date. It was uh, almost a year ago, Labor Day weekend. Holy smokes. Yeah. So you, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Um, you lost your son a year ago yeah. um, at age 25. How, as a mom, and, and I'm a mother of two daughters, how do you deal with that? Like how, how in the world do you, and I, I don't know if you ever overcome it. Right. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I don't think you, it's not anything that you can really overcome. Like I was sharing with you earlier, it's not anything I wish on my worst enemy. Mm. Um, but, you know, as I learned, you know, we're going to talk more about my people pleasing addiction, but as I learned to overcome that, Matthew and Nate both saw me start to do things to put my self care first, to say no to even them and my husband, Chuck, and, and to do things like take staycations and pour into myself. And like, even the day before he passed, he was here and you know, we were joking around, throwing water bottles in the garage at each other and, and just having a good time. And, you know, he saw me finally be happy with who I was. And in my mind, I was like, he saw me put this sheer cape around myself by wrapping myself in my superpower of self-care. So if I was to live that differently, just because he's not here physically any longer, I feel like I'm, I'm not honoring his memory of me. And it's not to say that, you know, I don't get up every morning and go to bed every night missing him and talking to him and wishing he could be here. I just know that for me, you know, and it's people say that sounds so cliche that, you know, there's a plan. God has a plan and it's not my plan. You know, mm -hmm. when I coach my clients, I tell them all the time, you come into this world. We don't, we, we, we don't know when we're leaving. We don't know when the dash is going to come up and on the other side. However, I know that once I figured out that I need to do things for myself first, I live that way. I live every minute, every second of the day, appreciating what I have and taking care of myself. So I show up for myself, who I'm with me 24-7, and I show up for my husband, my family, my friends, and even my business. And it's really, truly in that order. You know, mm. I, that's my order. Those are my priorities. Yeah. You know, at, the, at the end of the day, that's, that's how I do it. I mean, you know, one of the things we've committed to in our family, like hours passing, I mean, it was spread out everywhere. We've never lived close to our family, but we, uh, we made a commitment between my husband, my son, Nate and myself that we would, we, we never hold emotions back. We don't want to try to protect one another. We keep a safe space that if we, if you see me crying, I'm crying. I've cried in the grocery store and, and at the deli station and the young man's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just having a moment. But we, we keep that safe space. And even as our family arrived for Matt's funeral, we let them know too, don't, don't hold back your, you know, your grief. Don't hold back your tears because you think you're protecting us. Cause really we need that too. That all in itself is a huge pattern right there of allowing your emotions to come out, even like you said, at the, at the deli counter of, and, and allowing yourself to be in that moment and to share it while you're in that moment. I just need, I having a moment and I just need uh -huh. that moment. Yeah. Right? Right. How powerful is that? Pearl? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so it's so powerful. And, you know, that we just passed his one year anniversary. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to pay it forward. So um, we've created this tradition. We have two traditions we're doing the month of July. We call it make the call for Matt's, you know, within 10 days of Matt's passing, we had two of his friends show up at my house and didn't know Matt had passed. He was in the middle of moving in with his girlfriend. So they were stopping by here. Somehow or another, my phone has been merged with his phone number. I'll get these odd text messages. Hey, are you okay? What's up? And, and they're reaching out for Matthew. So I have to relive the conversation of, you know, that he's passed. So we ask everybody in the month of July, but really all year long, that if you are, if somebody comes to your mind, even just as I'm saying this, and you haven't talked to him in a while, just pick up the phone and call because really you don't know what the next second's going to bring. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing that we do is um, I go to the grocery store and I ask for who has a boy birthday cake that's been ordered. And I order a birthday. I, I pay for the birthday cake, throw some balloons in there and put a card to the mom in there. And this was the first year we did it. And it, the mom reached out to me. She found me on Facebook. I'm not asking for anything back in return. And she just thanked me for the reminder. Whew, that, that gets me. Oh, I'm pretty sure that gets a lot of people. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Thank you for showing up in that way, Pearl. I mean, you got some, you got some, you know, pearls of wisdom right there. Thank now, you. Now let's, let's talk about overcoming people pleasing. Cause I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that are like, okay, I didn't, I identify with being a people pleaser and I don't know how to get out of it. How in the world, first of all, did you realize that you're a people pleaser and then how did you get out of it? Oh my gosh. So I, in 2015, I decided to take this identity and destiny course. It was a six week course and you're supposed to identify who you were. You know, I had I, my business at the time was just around healthcare. Um, and so at the end of six weeks, we had to give an I am statement. And I met a good friend in, in the course, Shannon Carlton is her name. And she was my partner and I gave my I am statement. She's like, huh, hold on. I still don't hear anything about Pearl. I still hear you're a wife. I still hear you're a mom. And I hear you talk a lot about Matthew, but I don't hear you talk about Nate. I'm like, holy gosh, where have I been for six weeks? Mm. And so literally I was like, clearly I didn't pay attention to the homework assignment. So I, that, that June, that was May of 15, that June, we dropped Matt off to college. I went back to my son, Nate, because Nate is so, and he's like me, very independent. I mean, he can build things. He's an old soul, can have great conversations with you about history and now he's an engineer at 23 years old, just bought his first house. We're so excited for him and his girlfriend. But I had to figure out once I did that, I had to figure out who the heck I was. And it wasn't easy. It took me a good four or five months to figure out who I was and where I wanted to go. But the first thing I realized was that I was saying yes to everybody and mm -hmm. anything they asked me. You could have asked me to help you fold your laundry. And I was like, yep, let's go. <laughs> I could have, I, you know, it was as simple as that to showing up to do a fundraiser and the thing was, is as I was going through this process, I realized I wasn't showing up completely for those people or that thing or that event I was helping with. Like really, I was cheating them because I was just saying yes. I was tired. There were some times I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to go to that. Do I really have to do that? I don't want to be at that PTA meeting, you know, all those things. And so I had to make a drastic change. And so I decided to do something as simple as taking a pebble. I found it on the ground one day. I, I don't, don't even, I don't even have it anymore because now I don't need it to remind me, but I found a pebble and I put it in my pocket. And if I didn't have pockets on, I throw it in my bra strap and I made a commitment that if you asked me to do something, I had to really hold that pebble because I committed that three times a day, 
I had to say no to something. Mm. And so it, if you asked me to do something and I wasn't resonating with me, I was, as I went through this process, I realized there's a lot of guilt in saying no, right? There's mm. guilt. There's, oh, they're not going to like me. There's, they're going to think I'm selfish, like all these things. And I realized I can say no as excitedly as I, as I say yes, but it wasn't, the excitement didn't come until I realized that I was dimming the light of other people. And what I mean by that is that I might've been asked to do an event and I said, yes, and I wasn't showing up. And so I wasn't shining the way I should have shined, but maybe my, maybe I knew somebody that could do exactly the same task that I was going to do a hundred percent better than I could. So I wasn't allowing them to shine. Mm -hmm. And once that aha moment hit me, I then had no problem moving the pebble. And I started becoming known in my community as the connector. If I couldn't do something, maybe it was like paint something on a wall that you need it for an event. I knew somebody that, that could do it and I would introduce them. So when I realized like, oh my gosh, all this time, I've been not letting other people shine. Saying no becomes so much easier that now I just say no. I might say to you, you know what? That sounds like a great thing. And it's not something that I really enjoy doing. So I'm going to have to pass on that for you. Or maybe it's something I want to do, but my schedule doesn't fit right now. I might tell you, hey, you know what? In October, because I don't wait till January, in October, I start planning out my year next year and the things that I want to do in my calendar that are important to me. How about we circle back around and let's talk about that in October and see if it's a good fit for me next year? Because then no. I'm not telling you no. I'm saying I might want to do it, but just not now. Right. So no is a not now. So no, first of all, is a full sentence. Absolutely. Right. That's that's one thing that I that I also pass on to my children. You can say no. And and setting boundaries is something that unfortunately is not you know, not taught in school at all. Right. Um, and it's not taught enough at home. How do you teach setting boundaries? Oh my gosh. We were just talking about that. I was just in a summit for the last two or three days. And we were talking about that, how we need to teach that downwards. We need to get into our schools and teach our kids the word. No, we talk to our kids about saying no to people who might want to do harmful things to us, but the, but we need to teach our kids truly about boundaries. Like you said, you know, it's not easy. Um, my parents divorced after 43 years of marriage. I was the oldest in the family and my pastor gave me the best piece of advice. He's like, Pearl, listen, you don't get to pick your parents. God does, but you get to play your game of life. And this is what I've applied the rest of everything I do. The game of life are the, are the rules that you want to play by. And if somebody or something doesn't fit into the game of life for you, then you let them sit on the bench. They can sit on the bench until it's time for them to play or you're ready for them to learn the rules. And if they never, ever can come back in, that's fine. I mean, to be honest with you, I have severed ties with my father because my oldest, Matthew, he was born of our heart and my dad turned racist against him um, in his teenage years. So I was like, sorry, I love you. I'm, I'm, I mean, I am a daddy's girl and I don't allow those patterns and that energy in my world or to my children. So it can be as strong as that. Or it could just be saying, you know what, right now I'm taking a break for myself. I'm doing nothing. And putting those boundaries and putting the fence around that is totally hard to do. But again, like saying no, you've got to learn to do it because it's it's so important for your health. I, I, I see a lot of, you know, very driven, uh, successful women in you and, and the pattern of that, of just, you know, always saying yes, always doing it, knowing that 
you know, you, I can do it, you can do it, um, and, and, and not resting. Yes. Talk to me about that, because that really resonated with me, what you just said, that, that piece of rest, that, yes. that being okay with doing nothing. Oh my gosh. So I take a step, once I started really understanding who I want to be and how I want to show up for myself, I started incorporating a once a quarter staycation. I mean, I live in Florida, so I've got beaches all around, but I've been known to hop on an airplane, which I'm doing it this weekend. I'm hopping on a plane to go spend time with my business coach to get away and have time for myself with a little bit of business fun too. But once I start doing that, it, it really opened up to becoming healthier and have my habits, my rest. I mean, I said yes so much that coming home and doing something as simply as making a grilled cheese sandwich could get me really off the edge. Mm. And so as you set those boundaries and as you start showing up for yourself, you become less stressful. You become what I like to call a shiro. You become stronger in, in your ability to show up for yourself without guilt. And as you do that, you become happier because you start feeling like in your stomach, like going, wow, something feels different about what I'm doing in my day. Like you start waking up in this better mood and you're going to bed less stress. And then as you do that, you become empowered because you're like, I'm ready to go take on the world. You may look at yourself and say, I don't like this business I'm doing and totally do a pivot of what you're doing. Or you may say, I don't want to work at my job anymore. I'm going to retire and open a business, right? And then as you become empowered, you become what I like to say, radiant. You glow up. You start walking in a room and people are like going, Pro, what's new about you? Like, mm -hmm. did you cut your hair? Did you lose weight? But the best part is you show up for your original self. You show up pouring into your cup, putting your cape on first, and then whatever you have left over, that's what you spread out with your cape. And so that's that's what I feel like, you know, living this life that I do, uh, you know, I truly, and men can be sheroes too. The shiro is not female. I do not mean that for female. It's for our men as well. Amen. Isn't that the truth? Yes. You said something very, very uh, wise earlier. You said a lot of things that are very wise. But one thing that I call them the core values, you're very dialed into what comes first in your life, what comes second, what comes third. And only I think when we are dialed into those core values, um, can we then act upon them? Yes. T talk to me more about how do you how have you identified your core values? Like what had to have what had to ha happen to have have to happen Anyway, what, <laughs> what had to happen? There we go. <laughs> um, to, to, for you to realize, I need to really establish this almost hierarchy of, of um, areas in your life. What comes first? What comes second? What comes third? Yeah. So we moved from Virginia to Florida almost 17 years ago. And originally I, we moved here you know, with my husband's job. And the goal was I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I didn't enjoy it. And then I did the total opposite. Instead of staying home and doing some of these things that I might have done as a stay-at-home mom. And I love my moms. I call you CEO moms because you don't stay home and eat bonbons all day. You're running the business of being at the house. That's a business. So as I started doing the business of being home, I wasn't enjoying it. And then, like I said, in 2015, when I realized I was saying yes to so much and so many people including my kids, I would do like doing their laundry as teenagers, they can do their, their laundry, they're, they're big boys. So as I started realizing that I was stressed out, I was snapping, you know, I've got an amazing husband, as we weren't doing things, and, and I wasn't showing up for him, I realized, is all of that saying yes, more important than my than what is right in front of me. And that's my husband, 
first of all, that's my self-care and my husband and my kids, because we tried for 10 years to have a family. And I was like, what am I doing? Mm. So that's when I finally said, okay, Pearl, you got to change things and it's got to be drastic. And mm -hmm. so that's when literally I was like, I'm saying no. I started saying no to, like I said, with the pebble. I started, as I went on this journey to doing that, it, it, I was less stressed and my health was getting better, more in line with where I want to be at. And then as I was doing that, I realized I wasn't alone. That's what I want everybody to understand. You're not alone. I'm not the only people pleaser in the world. I mean, I'm sure I'm listening and many people are going, oh yeah, that's me. You know, you're not alone and you can make a change. And when I realized I wasn't the only one doing that, that's when I went and like pivoted my business. I became certified in life coaching. I got my naturopathic certification and I wanted to make a change and empower other women that we can do this and we can do it together. Let's lock arms together. We don't have to do it by ourselves. Um, and that's why I started my pajama retreats. I do a retreat every September. Uh, we have our eight, our seventh annual coming up next month. We have two spots left. And we show up in our PJs. We have no makeup on. You can let the girls hang loose all weekend long. And we have, I love it. It's so much fun. We're literally right on the beach. We have our own walkway to the beach. We have 26 women we're expecting all total. And it's you meet your, your favorite PJ sisters and you walk away with this feeling of, I can say no to things. I can show up for myself and I don't have to feel guilty. I can set boundaries, but know that sometimes the boundaries aren't going to stick, but doesn't mean I have to go back down the rabbit hole. So you're, you're, you've literally created a tribe, right? We have, we call it our Shira league. We have our Shira league. I mean, literally we meet every Sunday evening on zoom from eight to 9 PM. It's not recorded because it's a safe space to show up yeah. for yourself and you know, whatever we can help you with, we do. And let me tell you, things happen in that re things happen in that room, like live things that people have had things happen in their home that we can't hear in the background and we're there to hold their hand. You don't have to be physically in the same room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What books or seminars or um, you talk your, about your business coach, who do you surround yourself with to pour into yourself so you can pour into others? First of all, I love any journal that can help me with my self-care. I love, I, I've created my own journals. I buy everybody else's journals. I'm, I've got notebooks all over. You talk about, you said at the beginning, grab out your notebook. I probably have six notebooks sitting here. I'll just grab um, I love to just journal what's ever on my mind to get, get the, do what's called brain dumping. I like mm -hmm. to do that. Um, I love, um, oh gosh, her first name is Jamie. She had the, I can't think of her name. I have her, um, I can't think of her name, but she talked about them. She had the makeup company that she totally started. And, um, I love that. I just, I, and I love to go to powerful seminars with powerful women that can stand up there. Um, years ago, I actually um, went to what's called Women's Leadership Live. And I sat in that. It had Stacey Shefflin, Debbie Saviano, and then um, Linda McMahon. Um, and I was there and I was watching them pour into the, the women that were business owners, entrepreneurs. And that's where my idea of the PJ retreat come because I saw them pouring into us as our business. And I saw the need that you may not have a business. You may be that CEO moms at home or working that CEO working mom that is like, I need people, my tribe around me. And mm -hmm. so wherever I can go, that's going to pour into me and I can support. That's what I like to do. I love to speak on stages about this. I love to empower women to 
no, you're not alone and surround yourself with my friend, Lisa calls it your balcony people surround yourself with your balcony people. If you're going to go out in your backyard, who do you want in your balcony? Who's going to have the glass of wine with you and sit by the campfire and listen to you scream, cry. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. yes. If, if that is not the, the most important success pattern. So which book was the last book you listened to or read? Uh, I'm always listening to Dale Carnegie, <laughs> how to win friends and influence people. I, I just was listening to that the other day on my audio. I love him. I actually was a Dale Carnegie coach years ago, and I just love to put him in sometimes just to remind me that, you know, not everybody can be your, is your friend. Yeah. 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 That is true. And they're not meant to be your friend. Right. right. Yeah. It, and you should also reevaluate who's on your friends list. Mm. Always reevaluate. Do they line up? I've had to, I've had to sever some relationships, even with the loss of my son, I've had to sever some relationships. I bet that was hard. Yes. Yeah. You know, I I'm from Germany and there's a big difference between a friend and an acquaintance here Absolutely. in the States. I find this, you know, everyone is just kind of put into the friend basket. Yes. <laughs> nope. Nope. You have to, for me, I, I would say I have five really close friends. Mm -hmm. Like the day my son passed, the first person I called, of course, was my mom because my husband wasn't home. He was, we have um, every July, we have French kids that come over and he was dropping four French kids off at Bush Gardens. So I called my mom, but the next person I called was actually uh, somebody who became a client, become a really good friend. I called Jacqueline next and she, like as my husband walked in the door, she was coming in the door. So I have those five close friends. Some of them are here. Some of them are out of state. Um, but you know, those are my five close friends. And I've had friends that have lived with my husband and I before and their ethics didn't line up. Like within a short period of time, some things happen. I'm like, you have to leave. Like I, I that's the one thing I've learned with saying no is who belongs in my, in my circle. And if you right. don't align up and my thing is, I want my friends to feel comfortable to tell me if they see a behavior, just like I would not let my best friend go out in something that she didn't look good in. I want my best friend to tell me, this is how you're showing up in your life. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Those are real friends. Yeah. And, and we can be vulnerable around them. And it seems like you have no problem with that. No. I'm going to do a quick rapid fire round with you. I'm going to give you a word and you give me a word back or a phrase. Something just, you know, don't go in your head. Just what mm -hmm. comes out of your heart. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Mindset. It's, it's necessary. Travel. Love to do it all the time. Future. I am going to be traveling more. Food. Eat healthy. Wealth. Number one thing for me. You said wealth or health? Wealth. Oh, wealth. That's, that's great, but that's not my number one thing. Health. Number one. Passion. Oh, have it deep in your stomach. Mm. Acceptance. You don't have to please everybody. Just accept yourself. Yeah. You talked about um, a cape and the superpowers that we all have. Are they all, you know, as women, do we all have the same superpowers? Do we all wear the same cape? No, I don't believe so. I think our capes are all different. But the number one thing you need to do is make sure you're first in that cape that you show up first. Because here's the thing. If I was to say to you that tomorrow, so if you're listening, I want you to think about this. Tomorrow, if you are not here and all your friends and family could say at your eulogy is what they saw you do for yourself and how you showed up for yourself, what would they say? If you can't think of three things right away, then we need to talk. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Because I know, you know, if we talk about eulogy, I, I, I often hear, you know, what are people going to say what you did for others? Right. Um, and so there is a balance. Right. So what did have you do harmony. for others? And what did you do for yourself? Yep, absolutely. And I believe, let me just say on balance, I believe it's got to be harmony because we're never 100% in balance. Mm -hmm. We're always given more to one or less to the other and vice versa. The challenges have harmony. People think self-care is a bubble bath. Self-care is not just a bubble bath. It's mm -hmm. one part of it. Self-care is really how are you showing up for yourself? You know, I love um, Megan Trainer when she had her first child. She struggled with her appearance. And her therapist said, I want you to stand in front of the mirror and I want you to stand naked and I want you to find something you love about yourself. Mm -hmm. I think she said it took her like two weeks, maybe a little bit less to start loving herself. And the first thing she loved was, was a role on her body. You know, I, let's talk about roles in our body. Because um, I had this uh, conversation with my girls. When we bend over, we all have roles somewhere. Right. <laughs> no, no, ma no matter what figure you have. We all have roles. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> I, yeah. love, I love the roles. Um, Pearl, how, you know, you, you brought so much wisdom. How do people get in touch with you? So it's so easy. You can email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And if you want to put in a caption, Shiro, then I'll know exactly what you want, what you're calling me and texting or emailing me about. Sorry. And you also came bearing gifts, did you not? I did. So we, you know, a lot of what we talk about today is really wrapped around your mental fitness. And so I have a quiz. If you want to see if where you are, maybe you're not a people pleaser. Maybe you're a risk taker. Maybe you're restless. If you want to see where you show up at, it's so easy. Go to pearlssurvey.com forward slash PQ quiz. So that's two S's and two Q's. So I know it's on the screen, but it's pearlssurvey.com forward slash pq quiz and see where your mental fitness is laying out and then let's talk so they can email you once they have um taken the quiz and they can get a little bit of a reading of the quiz from you as well absolutely it will let me know that they've taken the quiz and we'll, they'll get an email we can start communicating pearl thank you for being here thank you for sharing your wisdom and thank you for showing up in the way that you're showing up. I know I learned a lot today, and I'm pretty sure that our listeners and followers have, have as well. So guys, make sure that you get with Pearl. Follow her on all social media. I'm pretty sure they can find you pretty easy um, on all social media with your first last name, Pearl. Yep, everywhere. Social media, TikTok, everywhere. So it's Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, like pearls. Yep. Pearl, Chiarenza, uh, C H. I-A-R-E-N-Z-A, Chiarenza. Yep. Um, Pearl, thank you for being here. For everyone else, thank you for tuning in with Pearl. Make sure that you're here again next week, same time, same place for the Success Pattern Show. Share it with everyone. Know that when you share this very specific Success Pattern Show that you're going to support someone that really needed to hear what we talked about today. Pearl, thanks again for being here. Thanks again. And I'll see you guys next week. Until then, ciao. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And you will notice opportunities to apply success patterns daily while eagerly anticipating next week's content-rich success patterns.